So hi everyone, this is Benjamin from Sports Tech X. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Jim from Influencer, a solution for personalized content delivery for sports teams and athletes, which is a very promising value proposition. And I'm yeah super curious to find out more about it. But first of all, I want to uh, welcome my guest to the show. So hi Jim, good to have you here. Great to be here. I appreciate you thinking of me and allowing me to come out and tell our story. Absolutely. Um, like I said before, promising solution. Uh, I'm eager to find out more about it. So uh, let's jump right in. First of all, maybe you can share with our listeners who you are and what you've done in the past. Yeah. So listen, I'm a guy who has an immense amount of passion for two things, sports and entrepreneurship. I'm from upstate New York and sports was such a big part of my life that I left Syracuse where I was born and raised and uh, went all the way down to Alabama to play college baseball. Wow. Um, chased my, my passion for baseball and uh, played college ball down south um, for four years. And uh, when I graduated, um, I had already started my first business. Never took a business class, but started a business while I was in college and realized I loved it. And uh, it started as a streaming service for smaller Division One, Division Two schools to stream their athletic events um, on their website. And it turned into more of a recruiting service for high school athletes in the states of Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, to be able to profile themselves with uh, highlight videos and transcripts academically and then market themselves to college coaches who we were already serving with uh, our streaming products. So uh, decent success, learned a ton, sold it after five years to do my next venture, which was in fitness, brick and mortar, uh, 3,500 square foot gyms called Iron Tribe Fitness. And we grew it from one to 47 um, during my time there over seven years. And Started in Birmingham, ended up as far away as Seattle um, in Miami and in between and really learned a ton there. Um, first business, I learned a lot about subscription revenue, what it means to create it and keep it. Second business, I learned a lot about people and how to hire and lead. And um, after selling out of Iron Tribe, I started building a business with my wife called Glow. It's beauty on demand and it's an app that women use to book beauty services that come to their home. And once she was off and running with that, I finally was able to... Uh, concentrate on influencer and, and we launched in late 2017 and uh, we're a software as a service that uh, we mainly sell to college and pro sports teams right now um, a subscription fee annually and it allows them to have a place to store uh, track and deliver all their content assets through their network of influencers and brand ambassadors which usually for sports teams means athletes coaches broadcasters former athletes super fans and uh, we work with more than 40 clients um, from Kentucky basketball and Auburn football to um, teams in the MLS and USL soccer leagues and in between. And um, really excited about what we're building, not just as a subscription business um, in the software as a service space, but also we're really starting to see that we're building a media company. I mean, we've got thousands of athletes that are logging into our app just in the last hour to try to get content of themselves and see what's there so they can share it to their social media audiences that um, in some are more than 15 million unique people on Instagram and Twitter alone. So um, while we're building a SaaS company, we're building a media company really at the same time that I think at the pro level, we're going to learn how to monetize further beyond subscriptions. Wow. I got to say that's a pretty impressive track record. And uh, yeah, it seems like you've been successful with almost all your endeavors that you had so far. And well, also, it sounds, you, uh, it sounds like a straight line up. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is it's a zigzag line, kind of like these audio waves that we're looking at right now of us talking. And uh, um, 
made way, way, way more mistakes um, in in business than I have um, the right decision or um, you know, quote unquote, success. But what I've realized is if you can try to make those mistakes with the marketplace and get them to believe in you and trust in you enough to share the real reasons you did what you did wrong so that you can get better, there's an opportunity to really grow whatever you're doing a lot faster. I could tell you a hundred problems right now that I'm trying to uh, combat, but it's the two or three successes that balance those hundred problems out. And the reality is those successes were problems last month that we learned from or last year that we learned from. And so business is really just an ongoing experiment. And, you know, if you can do it without running out of funding and by building a great team of people just as smart, or in some cases, much smarter than you, um, you're going to, you're going to be able to win. It's just, it's just an ongoing experiment. I agree. And a couple of sentences ago, you mentioned uh, working on, on problems or that you have lots of problems in your mind that you can or have to solve. Uh, let's let's uh, dive a bit deeper into what Influencer does. So what would you say is the major problem that you're solving? And of course, I'm interested in how you're actually solving it. Well, um, access to content for athletes is a problem. Um, if it wasn't, then um, guys like Pogba with 30 million followers wouldn't be posting Getty watermarked images on their Instagram. So I think that it's an issue that athletes work so hard to get on the field or court and make moments and can't even get a copy of that moment on their phone to use how they want. In my opinion, technology is always ahead of the rules. It always has been. It always will be. Look at Napster and what it did to music. And right now, the technology that's ahead of the rules is content is not officially owned by the player because the rules are rights to people who produce that content. But the reality is the player is still trying to go get it. And in some cases, like ours, is being given it for free because they have an audience that's growing. Um, people have left the television and traditional media to consume sports And they're consuming it on their phone, social media, more and more every day. Just look at a stadium chock full of people, 90,000 people watching a big soccer match or a big football game. And look at their faces. And they're not even watching the game on the field. They're looking at their phone. The phone feed is competing with the game that they took the time to pay and go to. And yeah. so on the phone, on social, the athlete has become a channel because people don't follow brands the way they follow people on social media. And so athletes have these followings, but they're not content producers and they need their content. And that's the problem we're solving is for the content producers who are losing more audience every day, we're helping them reach more audience through athletes who can't get content, even though they have the audience and now through influencer, they can't. And so that's the initial problem we're solving. And then the, the, The hairy problems that have to do with that, um, which you heard me mention one of them, which is just, you know, rights and the traditional way people look at media rights. That's one of many um, are the things that we're having to combat to solve the bigger problem of getting athletes their content. Yeah, I agree on that one. And maybe you can walk me like really, really quick through how the process with your app or with your solution works from an athlete perspective. What do they have to do and what do they get in return? Yeah. So really I'll just involve both parts. There's the, 
the team or the brand, you could call them. And then there's the athlete or the brand ambassador. And so um, the way it works, we'll use one of our clients, Miami football, as the brand example. And we'll use uh, Travis Homer, the running back, as the brand ambassador example. Okay. And so for the brand, Miami, they pay us a subscription fee. It's a five-figure fee, and it, it grows based on how many users are involved. Um, and once they pay that fee, our client success team does a quick call with them and gets them activated with their influencer account. Um, that's basically them, uh, Miami football entering all the individuals that they identify as brand ambassadors that they want to deliver content to. So for them, it's about 161, um, individuals and it's a mix of their current athlete roster, uh, former athletes like a Ray Lewis, uh, uh, super fans like an Alex Rodriguez, um, and even coaches like coach Diaz, right? Like they all get entered into this influencer database that lives in their account. From there, they migrate all their content that they're shooting on a daily basis. So internally curated pictures, videos, GIFs that right now are being stored on Dropbox now get migrated through our connection to engines like Dropbox, Box, Photo Shelter, so that every time Miami's uploading content, it ends up in the same place as their database, their influencer account. And so this influencer account now has the database of all these individuals and it has the content that's being internally curated. And the last step is that content needs to be tagged and it needs to be distributed into individualized galleries of these 161 individuals that are Miami's brand ambassadors. And so the tagging process is powered by artificial intelligence that looks at facial recognition, number recognition, jersey color. Um, and then our team here actually does manual checkoffs to make sure everything's tagged properly so that um, the notifications then tell the athlete, hey, you have new content available in your influencer gallery. And uh, once they've downloaded an app the first time through a text, content's in there and constantly being added to in that gallery on an ongoing basis. And they're being notified through text so that they know to go back and look. Once they access the content, they share it to their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, wherever they want to share it. We measure that share so that Miami can see that over the last week, 1,161 files were uploaded to Influencer, of which 241 were shared by these athletes to these platforms, reaching this many people. And, um, and so it's, it's a great opportunity for Miami to grow the reach protect their brand because they're keeping their brand ambassadors that already represent Miami football, whether Miami likes it or not. They're, they're keeping them on brand, on message with content from um, their team, their creative team. So it's, it's helping them protect their brand. It's helping them um, protect their brand as well because they can see everything these, these athletes are posting. And um, maybe there was a tweet from four years ago that should be taken down. Miami can now see that too, um, which helps the athlete and Miami avoid a problem that we've seen a lot lately. Um, and, and so the growth and protection of the brand are two big value props for Miami and the player. Um, but after that, the opportunity to strengthen their partnership with Adidas because of how many more impressions the Adidas brand is now getting and tracking through social, the opportunity to, um, improve recruiting because recruits actually follow their players more than anyone else. And now the recruits are seeing, um, the storytelling from the players inside the Miami program in a way they weren't before. Uh, these are all parts of the value prop that, that Miami's buying into by doing the influencer, uh, platform. 
Very cool. Uh, I like it a lot and makes a lot of sense the way you, you present it. And I assume that uh, both athletes and teams must love you, <laughs> I assume. Um, so the question for me is, what's the challenging or hard part in this process? Um, I mean, it sounds very convincing. Uh, you obviously solve a problem. You have benefits for both involved parties. So what's the tricky part? Is, is it still um, hard to explain it kind of solution, getting access to athletes and teams, or, or what is it? I think it's all of those things. I think we're doing something that's disruptive. Um, like most software businesses, um, when you're doing something disruptive, you know, there's your, your curve of early adopters all the way to laggards and then in between. And we have to weed through and find the early adopters, which sometimes are going to be the big name schools or the big name pro teams. And sometimes those teams are actually going to be last because they don't think they need to do anything different. You know, um, uh -huh. and so finding those early adopters is big and then getting usage, you know, doing unscalable things with human beings, <laughs> you know, and that's what our client success team is all about is like getting activations to be extremely successful based on how many athletes opt in and download the app, getting user engagement to be extremely successful based on how many athletes are logging in at least once per week and how many are at least sharing once per week. Um, reporting so that the team not only sees their dashboards live, but gets reports that show them what's happening on a weekly basis and monthly basis through the system. Um, th these are all things that are real important. So, um, you know, we, we are having great experiences with athletes. We've got quasi competitors who really aren't the same as us, but we get compared to them a lot. And, while they've been around six years, five years, four years, whatever it is, and we've been around for a little over a year, um, without going into features and benefits, the reality is our platform gets used by athletes directly and frequently. And that is the thing I'm most proud of so far, that um, a guy like Josh Allen, who may end up being the number one draft pick in the NFL draft, will tell me, hey, I'll do an interview to talk about Influencer and how much I love it and won't even think about asking me to talk to his agent. He'll do it himself because he loves it <laughs> so much. And, and I've got a lot of examples like that of individual athletes. I mean, half the guys in the NFL Combine this year have used Influencer before they become pro. And so I got to reach them before they become millionaires, before they become a lot more unapproachable. And, yeah. um, and I'll continue to work with them. Um, through new partnerships that will help me continue to deliver content to them now that they're a professional athlete. And so that's a big asset that we've built in this business. The question is, how do we create more revenue streams? How do we monetize things further? How can we create new revenue for the athlete? Just to tell their story, not to promote some brand. Um, those are the things we want to figure out because we believe that social media was created for storytelling, not selling. And we believe that the reason people follow athletes is to follow their story. And we want to help athletes tell their story better, not sell something. And we believe that's what our platform is streamlining. And we only want to streamline that more and more effectively as time goes on. Cool. I was about to ask you about some success stories or metrics, but uh, yeah, giving those examples with uh, those uh, players that are already registered and using your platform frequently, I think that's that's good enough as an answer. Or, or did we miss anything huge that you want to mention here? 2,000 college football players used Influencer um, every week during the season, more than 2,000. And out of those guys, they averaged three iOS sessions per week, one or more share per week, 
reaching a unique audience of 15 million people per week. And that's just football. So that's what's going on. That's what's happening through the app that I'm real excited about. And I can't wait till basketball season's over because it's a smaller number of total players, but even a bigger audience number because Zion Williamson was in our app this morning. So it was, you know, um, no Nasir Little and RJ Barrett and, um, you know, all these guys, Tyus Battle and Ashton Hagens and, you know, the premium players – you know, in college basketball are using our product every day as well. And so it's going to be fun to tell that story. Um, so that's, that's what's happening inside of our products on a daily basis. And while we're monetizing it through team subscriptions, um, I think the direct to athlete play is going to be the long play for us. And I think most companies like to start with the direct to athlete play because it seems more sexy but we started on the other side by going through their teams when they're still an amateur and it's allowed us to earn their trust to, I think, have a play down the line that's direct to athlete and very potent. Yeah, I agree. Impressive. I just gotta, gotta say it again. And I have two more questions left for you. First one is, uh, did we miss anything and what's coming up in the next couple months? I think I answered them. I mean, um, you know, You, we surely could have talked about something else. So did we miss anything? Maybe nothing that comes to mind, but what's coming next is figuring out how to bring the pro athlete value after we've worked with them at the college level. Mm -hmm. So making the transition into like even more professional leagues. I think so. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not convinced that that is through the league or the team like it is at the college level for us. Okay. Cool. One last question. It's more about how you work. Uh, and the question is, do you have a productivity hack? So something that works for you on a day-to-day -day basis to make you more productive? Yeah. So I'm a big time goal setter. I've always been into writing things down that I want to achieve. I believe if you have a dream and it's not written down, it's a wish. And, um, and so I like to do things on a shorter term. I'm not a, uh, here's what I'm accomplished this year person. Um, I'm more of like, here's what I'm accomplished this quarter. And to get there, here's what I'm accomplished in each of the 13 weeks. Um, and so without going into that process too much further, I will say one thing I've really tried to do is practice essentialism in having just a two column list of things that I continue to add to what's not essential and what is essential. And really the goal is to add less things to what's essential and move more things over to what's not essential um, and just start saying no to more things. And to me, that's the biggest productivity hack because every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Um, even this podcast for me to say yes was a struggle because it, it's, it's, I'm saying no to something else by doing it. Right. But in getting to know you, And both me canceling on you once and you canceling on me once, I wanted to get, see this through because you've built this community of people that I want to hear my story. And who knows what that could bear from a new talent standpoint, new client standpoint, or for your podcast to grow. So, so we're doing it, right? But I've got to think through that value prop for me better and better if I want to be optimal in my life as a father, as a husband, um, and as a CEO. And so that's something that on a regular basis, meaning weekly, I try to recalibrate how did I spend my time and how many non-essential things that I spend my time on and how can I not spend my time on those things next week?
Cool. Jim, that's a very good ending to this podcast. I'm happy you said yes to this. <laughs> I appreciate cool. you. Um, and congrats on what you've built in this network of, of folks in the sports tech community. We need more stories um, and more examples of um, not just what to do, but what not to do and, and what, how to combat problems. And, and I'm glad that, that you've built this network. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think sports tech deserves way more attention. We're working on that together. So thanks for giving those insights. All the best for the future. And uh, yeah, take care. All right, brother. Bye-bye.